This is Gabriel Masudi, and you're listening to Learn, Unlearn, Optimize. All right, Mike, we're live. What is up, everybody? This is Gabriel Masudi, and I'm back with Michael Pellegrino on our nutrition, food, eat or be eaten. It's uh, organically unfolding, but we got a lot of great feedback from the last episode that we did last week, and we're going to do our best to bring these to you every Monday. Monday's like normally, Mike, on, on social media, it's like hashtag... Uh, motivation Monday, hashtag movement Monday. So I think it's kind of cool, like movement, cells, rejuvenation. It's like a little bit different twist, eat or be eaten, right? Yeah, I so, like that um, yeah, We're going to talk about that today. <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, that's what came up on the fundamentals of food. That was like a big takeaway for me. you have any housekeeping from last week that you want to do? or? Well, I'd like to talk about uh, the recap of we talked about food, what is real food versus all that processed, refined stuff that basically depletes our life force and leads to degeneration, whereas whole food, mostly plant-based food, adds to our regeneration and our life force. And so cool. it's all your, you know, nuts, seeds, all your plants, you know, uh, leafy greens, all that, all the real yeah. stuff in the earth. Awesome, man. Mike put together an awesome outline, guys, just so you can follow along with us. Today's going to be on the energetics of food, uh, basic energetics, personalities of food, yin-yang balance, the five TCM elements and five senses, organ networks and tissue states, food combining, effects on body digestion and mood. And then if we can get to it, rhythms and cycles, the time of day, seasonal eating, energetics of season and climates, eating, for, eating food grown in local regions, support our adaptation to climate and then what's uh, this we'll get into it we'll get into it all right <laughs> Spoiling it. i just want I'm, I'm, i want to give everyone an outline all the cool stuff that's going so that's going <laughs> to come up so you guys stay tuned in all right mike where do you want to start brother sweet so as we talked about with whole food we want to eat whole food but we have to understand that not all food all food has um different uh, energetics to it and different qualities to it and so we want to distinguish that because that's important when it comes to our own health and keeping ourselves balanced. Yeah. So ultimately what we're looking at in terms of the whole universe and, and balance is this whole yin yang balance, right? Now I'm sure some of you have heard of this. Some of you have not. It's a um, Eastern concept. By the way, are you hearing an echo? Not really. Okay. Maybe it's coming through your mic. Maybe a little input volume up. Yeah. All right. Drop it a little bit. It's cool. I'll bump you in post. All right. How's that? Cool. Cool. Right on. So this really comes from Eastern culture, especially like Chinese medicine, uh, healing system of medicine. This whole idea of or conceptual framework of yin and yang. So it's really we're talking about this relative, like interdependent duality that's dynamically expressed in all beings and doings. So in order to break that down to a nutshell, we're basically talking about two op opposing energies uh, that are essentially two sides of the same coin. So they're interdependent, but yet they have these polar duality opposites to them. So think about day and night, heat and cold, the contraction, the expansion, all of that mm. is plays a role here in that principle of yin and yang. So Mike, we have to understand that fundamentally first. 
from a kid's perspective, I love breaking things down to like a kid's yeah. perspective. A couple of days ago, my daughter was watching the show and mm-hmm. literally um, they had like the two sisters. One was like the sun sister, light, and one was the moon sister. And like they all like they wanted it to be like moon or or light all the time, and when it was the sisters' time to be light, everyone was just like burning and too hot, and the crops weren't growing and things didn't work synergistically. And then when it was the moon the moon sisters' turn uh, all the time, like everyone was sleeping and the town couldn't wake up and no one was singing in their cartoon and things like that. And then they're like, you see why we need to be together and there needs to be perfect balance. And it was it was a beautiful metaphor from a child's perspective of what you just said. So without that yin and that, that yang and, or, or yang, however the proper pronunciation is, but without those two, um, you don't have balance. And that's kind of crazy that it, it, they're interdependent in order to maintain this like perfect calibration, so to speak. I love that. I, send me that story. I want to read this story or, or is it a show? It was literally like a kid's cartoon. I'll see oh, if I, I can that. find the episode. Oh, I absolutely love that. That's beautiful. And it really speaks to to exactly that that concept that we need both, and they all need to be in balance. Because if there's too much of one or too little of the other, the unbalance um, is created, and that creates an upset in the flow of energy and, and flow of our life energy and being in balance. Yeah. So you know, it's all about the continuous transformation between those energies you had in that story. You know, too much. You, know, you had the sun, and then you had the, the, the nighttime, you need both. You need both, both warm and you need cooling. You need all of that together and, and there's a transformation or flow between them. Otherwise, there's stagnation. Yeah. It's stagnation, ultimately. Yeah. Uh, stagnation leads to like disease, no yeah. flow, mold. Yeah. De- death. It's, it's literally like yeah. death. It is, it is stagnation of life energy, of that flow and it will lead to that degeneration, that death, that decay. And that is what we want to avoid. Yeah. Is that decay. Yeah. Picture just like a, a stagnant pond or a pool with a filter that's yeah. broken, that's not moving. You know, I'll even even clarify um, or correct myself when I said even decay, because even decay is a process. So it's really not decay or it's not even death. It, it's literally just like nothing happens. It is stagnant. It is frozen in time. And, and there's no life to it whatsoever. No, the void. Yeah, it's really like a void. And we don't want to be in that state. There's no, there's no life to it whatsoever. Interesting. And so that's really when we look at like eating those processed foods that we were talking about in the previous talk. When we are eating those foods, especially the foods that are like, they never spoil. That's stagnant food right there. Have you ever heard of like that, those McDonald's hamburgers or things that are just like, they're 30 years and they're still like there, like not decaying. Yeah. yeah. That is stagnant, you know, lifeless food. Or the one where they took it and they put it outside next to something else and the animals wouldn't even eat it. They just left it there <laughs> and it was poison. Exactly. <laughs> so we want to get away from that and, and, you know, get into this flow. And now we have to bring that to to food and understand that food is like that too. Some foods are a bit more warming. Some foods are cooling. And when we think about just in terms of like seasonal eating when, uh, during the, um, the summer season, what kind of foods do you feel relieved by generally? It's more those lighter cooling foods, like yeah. cucumber and watermelon, fresh fruits. And then in the winter time, when it's more cold, you want more warming foods, 
know, these, these are the foods that are going to be adding. So it's about creating that balance within our own system. Yeah. So and what's interesting, what's interesting, Mike, this is one thing that we've, we've gone over in the past about mm-hmm. what, when it's seasonal, seasonal foods doesn't just cause we have access to them in this day and age doesn't necessarily mean we should be eating them. Sure. Sure. Right. So like, cause I can get an orange all the time, but my ancestors probably would not be eating oranges or citrus that much, maybe like an old lemon or something like that. I don't know, but um, yeah, if you want to expand on that concept. Yeah. So our ancestors and even ourselves in, in reality, we are designed to be eating seasonally, eating according to what our environment is providing. I mean, heck, every other animal does that yeah why are we any other exception yeah so in order to get back to that balance we need to learn how to live in that harmonious relationship with earth with our climate mike yes oh sorry you froze for a second in order to get back uh to balance within ourselves we have to get back to working with the earth yeah living with our climate and our geographical location and eating more locally, eating what's in that environment. Yeah. And so, for instance, like our ancient ancestors, and even still to this day, in many ways, and certain uh, tribes, especially, they will eat more in that local way. And so we think about the climates and how, when you are going to more of that fall, winter season, at least here in the, the north, we're shifting into foods that are going to carry us through winter. So that's when we are going to be eating the wheats, all those grains, all the root vegetables, tubers, things that are more starchy, that have a lot of energy into it, that are heavier and grounding to nourish us so we can make it through winter. And then when we get into that spring, summer, it's now shifting into more of a yang season, more activity, whereas the winter is more of a yin, more of an inward coming in. Like literally you come into your home, hibernation, like a, a bear going into its cave for hibernation, mm-hmm. not to that extreme, of course, but it's again, that inward versus outward. You not go outward in the summertime. What's up? I feel that way energetically. It's like it's time, big time of reflection. It's not a time of, of like so much expansion feels a little bit more contraction at this time energetically. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, summertime comes and you go, people go to the beaches if, if they have access to it or go out, clothes are coming off. Like they're, they they want to be active playing around. Winter is quite different. It's like, yeah. let me just sit down with a nice, you know, cup of uh, tea or hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, side, side note that uh, for time purposes, I don't want to uh, derail us too far right sure. now but we brought up grains and things like that. And maybe something cool to talk about be like different types of diets. Cause I know maybe there's people out there, myself included. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Paleo says like, it's really healthy and we shouldn't be eating grains. And so I don't want to get too far off on that, but just like our yogurt and the other things, uh, the housekeeping we have from last episode, mm-hmm. that's something cool we can put on with the water and other things to talk about. Okay. So what, what particularly do you want me to, um, well, legitimate, uh, like, literally like the paleo diet or like how that relates and why, why someone might say grains are good or they're not, why they're not good. Sure. Well, th- that, that really is an in-depth 
Yeah, exactly. It's a whole nother. I don't want to derail us too far right now, but just side note, because I, yeah. I heard that and my ears perked up. I'm like, but wait a minute, what about paleo? And what about this type of diet? And like, there's all let, me, let me just break it down to this, is that there are multiple dietary theories and everybody's got a different slant. And, you know, we're in an age where this is, we're very much into fads, into trends, and, you know, everything has a trend, you know, so everything has a life cycle. And so, mm-hmm. I remember when I really started to get into the health and well, well, wellness field, it was during the time when raw food was really starting to rise. And so that's what I got into initially. Of course, that started to have its decline. And, you know, everything has its rise and fall. Yep. Uh, but we need we want to get back to, you know, the, the basics, the foundation of energetics and working with our own body. Right. So we know that we're a type of individual where we are more let's say representative of a yin type energy where there's more coldness within our system, within our framework, we don't want to be focusing on eating cold foods. We want to bring, be bringing in more warming foods that are going to heat us up. But yet we don't want to bring in too much of these warm or or excess yang into our body as well, because too much of that without a balance of some of that more yin cooling foods is going to create an imbalance as well. So it's yeah. about finding that balance within us. And a cool. lot of, you know, cultures, even if you're looking at, if you ever go into like an Indian food restaurant where the food tends to be more spicy, you know, yeah. they would also serve more of a, like a cooling yeah. type of Chutney. you know, chutneys with it. A little candy and, on the way out. Yeah, ex- yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's, again, it's about the balance of that. that. Yeah. And when we think about in terms of going further than that, in terms of, we have five senses mm-hmm. and we need to get in tune with our five senses because they do correlate very much with another principle in um, Chinese medicine, which is the five element theory. And so the five element theory states that there are these five key elements, starting with fire, earth, metal, water, and wood, each of those correlating with different uh, organ system networks mm. and fire with endocrine, earth with digestive, mm-hmm. metal with respiratory, uh, the water with circulatory, and then finally wood with defense. Um, and those- damn, Mike. I always like just intuitively, because yeah. you know, I, I, in construction, I love to build and all that. Yeah. Intuitively, I always see like, okay, well, I have my plumbing, I have my electricity, my, my neurological system. I, like, and I always related it back to these systems. And the more like Yesterday, I was putting WD-40 on like really important, quote unquote, joints in my house, like different types of levers and things like that, different doors and things I need to operate properly for the winter so they don't seize up. And I was like, man, this is just like doing maintenance on like primary joints in my body so that everything works appropriately and like the maintenance that that one requires. And so I'm like using oil on metal and iron and things like that. But what do you use for your body? So I just said that, that really hit home for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I love it. It, 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 it. I love this conversation. Every time we're, we're, we're conversing, yeah. like flow exchange. And I love it. It's like, here's our yin and yang flowing between yeah, each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, and you got to lubricate. It's all about lubricating those, um, those joints. Uh, you know, metal can oxidize. And so mm-hmm. it needs to be properly lubricated because, you know, you put, you have water on metal, that water is going to oxidize, break down that uh, metal. So right. there needs to be a, a balancing to, to keep that metal um, uh, oiled up properly. Right. 
And then that happens within the body, just in a different type of biochemical type reactions. And so the relation where I started to really trip out was you were talking about the endocrine system is you were back, go back on that, Mike, repeat that again, if you don't mind. Yeah. So those five elements of a fire, earth, metal, water, wood, correlates with endocrine, digestive, respiratory, circulatory, and defense. And then those correlate respectively to, um, bitter taste, the, the taste of bitter, sweet, spicy, salty, and sour. So when you think about it, like when you eat sweet foods, you feel satisfied, of course, you know, part of the, that whole taste yeah. you're of sweet, but then you feel good even in your gut for yeah. the most part. That's that satiation. Like, Oh, I've got what I need. I've got my energy. I've got the sweetness. Yeah. But we have, I'm sure had that experience where we overeat on yeah. the sweets and then what do we feel? tummy ache, yeah. some type of GI distress. Yeah. And so it plays into that, again, that excess of anything, a, you know, a bit of it, a moderation, a bit of it is good. It will nourish and support those systems, but too much of that yeah. is actually going to distress yeah. that, that system. Got it. Right. Uh, same thing. If you look at the, how would I say the, um, more of the, the circulatory. So the circulatory system is correlated with salt and circulatory system is that water. And what happens when we consume too much salt? We hold on to more water. Uh-huh. So again, it's all about the balance. Too much, you have excess. And then too little, there's gonna be an under um, performance of the, of the organ in the system. Mike, when you, when you were just talking about uh the salinity level and, and retention of water. This mm-hmm. is separate from the water of the lymphatic system, or were you referring to that as well? We're talking about all, all fluids. But does that, does salt affect the lymphatic system as well? Absolutely. Cool. All right. A whole nother conversation. Cause that's where I always go first, like lymphatic health, keeping that circulatory system going and how to do that. It's a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's interesting that salt will affect that too. Cool. Yeah. A lot, a lot affects the lymph. Housekeeping, put on the net. <laughs> we'll never run out of material, man. We'll never run out of things to talk about when it comes to this. Yeah, well, that's important. We're, we're, it's, there's that yin of us adding information, discussing content, but yet we yeah. got to clean it up with the you know, cleansing act, activity of the young. Love it, bro. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm throwing this in as all humor and all, but I, I'm really throwing this in because I want us all to be able to see life in this, you know, this duality of the yin-yang balance and, and how everything shows up in that. And even if you look at every individual, there's a yin and yang within everything. And if even in science, like it's so funny that how they are when they're looking at something and then they're breaking it down in science and trying to find more fundamental particles, it still ends up being paired off yeah. with a positive and a negative. Yeah. No matter how you slice it, and yeah. break it down, it pairs off with some yeah. other opposing. You've got the positron and the electron. That's it. And you got this positive quark and that negative quark that are, you know, interconnected. Yeah. So it's all fundamentally there. So that's when we so anyway. Yeah. I just want to state that and just say that when it comes to food and where we're looking at food is and also food combining is ultimately when we are making a meal we want all five of those flavors to be represented. 
because if we are overdoing any one of those, if we're having too much bitter, too much salty food, too much sweet, it's going to create an imbalance within those five key elements that make up our, all of our systems yeah. and, and created this function within us. It's going to block some energy. So when we are creating food, let's keep it balanced. Let's, let's have all those flavors represented in a meal. And so that is like literally the, the culinary artistry of, of cooking. And not all of us have that yeah. those skills and talents, but we can learn we can get involved and we can go to eat at places that actually understand how to cook properly and have that represented. Mike, with that being said, let's say I, I, I'm craving like a lot of liquid brags, like aminos or like saltiness or something like that. Is that indicative of what's lacking in my body? Or I guess it could be, it could be a, a plethora of things, right? It could be indicative of what's lacking in my body and what my body's craving or it could be something that like I'm used to that taste or my body's used to that overabundance of this uh, or that overtaxing of, of the system and uh, I get I have to pull it back the other way. Sure. So, like, so cravings, so is there a general rule of thumb that says like, man, most, most likely like nine times out of 10, if you're craving like sweet or you're craving really salty or you're craving something like that, like check what's what's deficient or like pump the brakes and like bring some balance to it or what would you say yeah per, first assess where what system is correlated with that and understand your your frame within that understand what systems are being distressed that are craving so in the case of let's say the the salty represented by that water element in Chinese medicine, the key systems that are associated with that water element, uh, largely represented is the kidney and bladder. And the adrenal glands are very much a part of that as well. And so we wanna look at those systems and the overall circulatory system. So maybe there is a distress in, in a particular, um, in the adrenals. I mean, America, Western industrialized society is very much an adrenal country. Yeah, that whole fight, flight, or freeze, and so yeah. we are very commonly in this state of burning up our minerals, right? Because the in terms of the creation cycle, this is another thing I had mentioned before. In terms of that whole five elements, in that order, one creates the other: the fire creating the earth, the earth creating the metal, the metal creating the water, mm -hmm. generates that. If you your water is distressed well, you're going to need to have more of the minerals to kind of support and generate more water. So if you're burning up and that this, you know, or yeah, burning up or the, the water is really struggling, you're going to need more water to help support that. I mean, more mm -hmm. metal to support that water. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're bringing in that the salt because the salts are literally metals, you know, sodium chloride, sodium chloride and other types of salts. Interesting. Yeah. So the minerals are essentially salts. Got it. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. And that's definitely a sign that our body is needing some of those elements, but yet we overdo it. That's the issue. Or we go for things that are too processed. We go for that refined salt. Instead of eating 
foods that are rich in naturally occurring minerals that mm-hmm. would help to support the whole circulatory system. Mm-hmm. And so a lot about circulation and water uh, balance, fluid balance in the, in the body is very much regulated by sodium and potassium and magnesium, calcium, but definitely sodium, potassium. And if those are not in the right you know, balanced ratio, you're going to have some fluid balance issues. And people are constantly eating salt because the body's saying, hey, I need more, more minerals. Mm-hmm. They're, they're focusing on the sodium component, not enough of the potassium and maybe some of the other trace minerals that are needed for proper fluid balance. Interesting. Yeah. So that's where we got to look at what systems are crying out, needing support, and then what foods can we consume to support that. In fact, there is a whole list. I can, I can discuss this, this at another time, yep. maybe be a little more specific, but there are certain foods that will support certain uh, organ system networks that will nourish and support the the digestive you know earth element yeah certain foods that will nourish that whole kidney network yeah is that water network but in a balanced way yeah so there you know that's that's where nutrition and and understanding it in this energetic way it's extremely empowering for us Yes. Because we don't have to think and break things down in terms of like, oh God, I'm holding on to so much like fluid. What do I take to kind of, you know, as a diuretic to get this out? Right. You know, many times medical professional turn to pharmaceutical diuretics, but there's a cost to that. So let's focus on nourishing the body with real food as going back to the first talk and understanding these, uh, the the qualities of food and the energetics of food and we are able to have that relationship with that energetics through our senses not only five senses but there are other senses as well yeah primarily through those five senses in terms of like yeah and just like on the empowerment what you just said about feeling empowered like that's why was my inspiration to do this with you because every time throughout the years that we'd speak the more yeah. I learned about it, I would, and then it's like, it, it goes deep. So it's so great. I must listen to our last episode for my own, my own knowledge and my own study like three or four times Beautiful. just to go back and take some notes and, 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 and so I could understand and have strong foundation for the next conversation because for me, this is, this is uh, not only being in service and getting the information out, but it's also amazing to, to study for my own and like have a strong foundation for me to build off of and and because it, it's empowering for me to know these things yeah similar to the systems that i know of of my home and how to work those how to balance the ph on a pool or or or, or the water that i'm consuming and or like you know the electricity and not how to overload systems. it's the same concepts it's just a different different uh different variables to study the biochemistry which is your expertise so so fascinating mike yeah, I love it. I love that we're starting at this foundation. Yeah. Now we're going to like literally subs- um, content-wise the yeah. foundation. Then we're going to start building upon that and layering it together and making more connections. And it's yeah. a lot of fun. And and just want to say like, this is really like, when I listen to the talk, I love your um, your intro. Oh, yeah, I'm so man. pumped up. <laughs> yeah. Music and everything. Shout out to my buddy, uh, John Starry, a.k.a. Fingers at Fingers from L.A., He's All a right, super fingers. producer. Yeah, he's a big producer out there. 
Love um, it. He's the one who taught me how to produce and how to uh, work all this stuff, him and my buddy, Tony Black. And so shout out to him. That's, that's actually his track that awesome. he gave me and uh, used it for here. So yeah, thanks, dude, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, you're welcome. Very welcome. So, uh, yeah, um, I guess the other thing too is that we you mentioned before in terms of the, the outline of what we want to discuss was now that we have like an understanding of the energies and qualities of food, also understanding you know, the rhythms and cycles of our, of our body and the rhythms and cycles of the earth and understanding more of that, that seasonal eating, which we touched upon a bit, yeah. uh, and also like timing of eating and, uh, as well, because okay. you know, we, we have it. One of the main reasons why we are so diseased and disordered is because we are lacking that rhythm and patterns and cycles and the flow of that. Everything is so discombobulated and, and broken apart and we don't have a good flow to our, our day mm. and our weeks and our months. And, and that's when we, before all the technologies and we were living with, really with the earth, we were very much in tune and connected with that. Yeah. That rhythm and, and cycles. Circadian rhythms. Absolutely. So many a, people. A post about uh, like blue blockers and stuff like that because that's been helping me a lot. Yeah, I mean, cool, cool technology that we have to, yeah. to give us a little bit of an edge. Yeah. But how much more awesome would it be if we were like really like living <laughs> with the earth and tuned in? Have all these electromagnetic fields. Obviously, yeah. we've created an environment where that's really not so possible uh, right. if we want to, without sacrificing something, of course. Right. But the more we can get onto nature and connecting, the better. And, and, uh, uh, lost my train of thought there. Oh, just with the uh, getting into the flow of all of that, mm -hmm. into the flow of, of eating and, and every day. So m because of all these influences of modern day living, we don't eat in regular time intervals. You know, our work schedules are not consistent. When we have our lunch breaks from work, there may be 30 minutes. So what are we doing? We're gobbling up our food. We're not chewing our food food thoroughly mm -hmm. We're eating in a distressed stress state not in a relaxed state where you need to be in a more parasympathetic mode rather right. than in the stressed sympathetic mode yeah you know, so again it's the flow and the cycles between those systems yeah and we're eating late at night we're eating at a time when the digestive system is actually s slowing in its activity and not being so active and then we're forcing food into our system and asking our, I even asking, demanding our digestive system, which is like on its down, you know, in its activity, to now have to digest that. And no wonder so many people are ill because they're not digesting their food thoroughly. And we talked about that in the first one. Again, it's eat or be eaten, right? Yeah. We're, we're literally being eaten up inside. Yeah. Because we're not living in, in a way where we are eating regularly, consistently, uh, at the right time of day. I would say you know, efficiently. And efficiently. For yeah. Sure. And, and you, want the system, you want the system to run efficient. You want it to run optimized like anything else. It's got my furnace service, so it wouldn't burn as much oil and make sure everything's clean and it's going to run properly. If, exactly. you, if everything's all clogged up, it's not going to work. Yeah, for sure. 
And, and every of those, those systems that we discussed before in the five elements, they all have their times of the 24 hour day yeah. where they are the most active. So for like the, the digestive network, it's typically between like 10 AM and 3 PM, 4 PM mm -hmm. for the most part, you know, it's give or take, but mm -hmm. that's its, its key mode of, of activity. And if we're eating outside those times, well, those systems are not going to be efficiently uh, breaking down that food, you know, that system with the digestive system. Yeah. So it's about supporting them at the right moments, working with our body rather than against it. If we want to be avoiding disease and disorder, and avoiding degeneration and promoting regeneration, mm. we have to work with our body um, within the context of its environment. I'm visualizing this graph, Mike, of like, the overall seasons, right? Like yeah. up expansion and contraction we're talking about. Yes. And then the micro within that of now, you kind of have those seasons built into each day, the rhythm yes. that goes up and down. They kind of like, they're, they're, they're dancing together. And then within that, that could break down again to each person on what, based on their schedule to get efficient and, yeah. and on their diet and their, like their intake based on what works best for them. Yeah, and life, life is like that. The universe is like that. It's systems within systems. Yeah. It's integrated systems within other integrated systems. And that's really this integral theory of, of everything right. and, and of existence and of life energy. Right. So eating with the seasons. And, and that's why I talked about before about you know, our, our ancient ancestors, especially and, and how wheat came to be in our diets. You know, because yes, it, may, it wasn't always in our diets because we didn't live in these colder climates. We lived in the more subtemperate zones, more near the equator. Gra yeah. yeah, where we were grazing on fresh fruits and vegetables all the time. Yeah, you know, where it's more of a hotter climate. But as we began to move into those colder climates, we didn't have access to those foods anymore. Yeah, we needed those roots and tubers. We needed those those uh those grains in order to carry us through and even the meats as well to carry mm -hmm. us through that winter season yeah you know gosh the, the the irish you know they survived on potatoes yeah you know it's and it truly is an incredible nutrient-dense food if grown in the proper environment yeah but potatoes is a food that if given the right in the right environment will provide the body with every single vitamin and mineral including the carbohydrates and proteins minus the fats yeah. body requires to survive. Right. But yet it's often vilified as a, f a food that's going to give people diabetes and, and all that. Right. So or too many carbs or too much starch or something like that. It's going to be right. not going to have that because it's going to bloat me out and make me fat. If we focus on those foods, maybe during the proper season yeah. and not during the more young, you know, yeah spring into summer season we yeah. won't have issues with yeah. grains and with root vegetables yeah and during those during those expansive seasons they're not fried and dipped in ketchup right. <laughs> again and then how is it processed right? <laughs> some french fries oh potatoes aren't good yeah how you making them it's all how we make yeah. it how we prepare yeah. it well we can we can adulterate it we can destroy it yeah or we can have it in a real wholesome way. Yeah. So, Mike, for um, I know we, we we're we're coming up on time here. Yeah. Um, 
but a little little kind of bomb that may derail us since we're we're towards the end here. Intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. It's like you know we talked about fads. For me personally, I've always eaten that way. Now it's called intermittent fasting. And I remember back in my studies, like, like when I first got down, down to you, it's like, well, you want to eat because the digestive tract like expands and contracts and that's going to help you to eliminate best. So like, don't snack, but like, if you can do like solid meals throughout the day, that's going to help you like expand and contract to, uh, for proper elimination, like we spoke about in the last episode. Um, but for me, I found that I eliminate better with one, one meal a day. And, um, and I eat that somewhere around like between two thirty and like four thirty. I eat early with the girls or maybe even a little bit before like today around two thirty. and my body just has more energy and I'll just have water for the rest of the night now. And, um, you know, I'll go train at six and jujitsu at six and I just have a lot of energy. I'm going to, I'm going to burn what I ate earlier. And I feel like my system's really ready to, to settle down for the night after that. And, and I give I feel like any stress or, um, or uh, like, I feel like it eats any ailments in my body. I feel like the fasting, like that's where the be eaten is kind of good. Like the fasting kind of like gives the, or maybe it's the body isn't being eaten. So the body's able to regenerate more efficiently. What are your thoughts on all that? Well, well, definitely there's something to intermittent fasting and, and it's funny that we have now a term for it because mm-hmm. typically the way we evolve, we would eat, within a three, uh, not three, uh, we eat three meals within a, in an eight hour period of time. Yeah. You eat four hours later, you eat again, another four hours later, you have your last meal. So all within eight hours and then you fast about 16 hours mm-hmm. for the most part that could be adjusted. Of course, uh, some people start with like a 12 hour, yeah. but you know, it's just a new terminology that's being thrown out there, this intermittent fasting. And definitely we need to give our digestive system a break. You know, we've got a liver, and we've got muscles that store glucose in the form of glycogen. It's a storage form of, of carbohydrates so that between our meals, we can pull from those stores to keep our blood sugar steady. Yeah. You know, when we're constantly eating, you are constantly snacking. Every time you eat food, especially foods that are you know, loaded with carbohydrates, you have an insulin spike okay. that goes up. And the normal rhythms and cycles of insulin and all the other hormones, you know, they're at certain points throughout a day. And so typically insulin will have this general spike, not so high unless it depends upon the food that you eat, but generally has a rise about three times a day for most people. Mm -hmm. And that correlates with a typical breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm -hmm. Now for you, I will say that, you know, it sounds like you've got a rhythm and cycle with what you're doing. Yeah. So the body's highly adaptable and we can create new rhythms and cycles that work for us. And if you found and, and trained your biochemistry and physiology to work in a particular way, you can definitely do that and mm-hmm. be fine. So you, that's why you're feeling probably so well and yeah. giving your body the break so that the digestive system is not as distressed you know, may, maybe prior to doing this, your digestive system was a stressful system. I think so, man. Maybe you were in a constant, and I know with all the building and all the hard work that you've been doing, you know, there are stressors that come along with that. Yeah. So being in what's known as sympathetic um, nervous system right. activity, 
So when you're in that sympathetic nervous system mode or activation, the digestive system is not going to be properly um, active. So we're not going to be hungry. Same thing when we use stimulants, whether that's coffee or any other type of stimulant, it engages the sympathetic nervous system, which suppresses the appetite. Right. Stress can do that for us as well. Got it. Yeah. So there's many factors that that do play a role in, in, in all of that, the rhythms and the cycles. Right. Yeah. So overall, what my takeaway from that, there was, a, there was a lot in there, but the, like, the macro takeaway is that we've always kind of eaten in like an eight-hour approximately window. Sometimes it's been three meals a day, give or take. And we've always kind of, and with these, with these cycles, as it's cyclical, we tended not to go out and eat after dark because the food was prepared during light. So we wouldn't eat that late because we get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or bear or whatever, right? So we're not right. going to be cooking meat or doing whatever right then when we can't defend ourselves. Exactly. So we would kind of eat as a species within this window, give or take. And, yes. um, and now it's kind of given itself a name, this intermittent fasting. Yeah. And I do want to just add one other thing that, that arose for me is – also understanding where are we in our life cycle, yeah. the rhythms and cycles, right? Yeah. When we are first born, we're in the stage of rapid growth and development. Beautiful. Right? So we're yeah. going to need to eat more frequently. A baby needs to have meals much more frequently. Yes. And then even like as you're in an adolescent and you're going through your, your puberty in this high growth rate, yeah. you know, adolescents, you know, they're, they're starting to like eat everything every, all, the, all the time. so and then we get to the stage of maintenance in life yeah you know adolescence into maintenance and that's typically where you and i are yeah Um, and then we get to the point where there's going to be that that gradual decline where we don't need to eat as much because our cells are not uh, turning over as quickly as rapidly okay right because our body is in this constant flux of uh, birth rebirth you know, we're breaking down, building up. We've got old mm-hmm. cells and then need to be broken down and eliminated while new cells are there to replace it. Yeah. What happens is as we're getting older, that process slows down. So we end up collecting more of those older cells. They stay around, aren't eliminated, and we don't have newer cells replacing at enough quick enough rate to keep us more youthful. Hence, so, trying to stay in as much of a regenerative state as possible. Yeah. To, to assist that facilitation of, of those cells. Exactly. Um, Mike, sometimes the, the, the phase may not even be like so much biology, but for me right now, there's not even, it's just like also a time thing because I got the two babies and they're constantly eating. We're constantly prepping. We're running the blah, 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 all the stuff we need to do, yada, yada. And so it's just like, all right, this is the one meal we're going to throw down right now. We're going to eat and then psh, let's go. Let's keep it moving. Right. And um, it's just kind of what works for me at this time in my life. So, yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah. And you've, it sounds like you've got enough life energy to, to, you know, more of that yin, that nourishing to fuel that more young, active, yeah. you know, way of life. Yeah. You know, but at some point, you're going to get to a point where it's like, okay, time to slow down, time to bring it in a yep. little more, yep. which is totally normal and part of life. and. And that's important that our psychology, you know, is in alignment with that because I know people that, you know, they, they keep pushing themselves even when and burning themselves to the point of exhaustion right? And, and, and degeneration. And it's important that we are in tune with that. And if like you're in that flow, like, and it's working for you, you're able to sustain that 
Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. That's why I love jujitsu and yoga so much, Mike, because it's like, yeah, you can go and we can get a grab. I mean, you used to be a wrestler, right? So like you get, you get into all that and you can have that grind. It's like, how can I become more efficient? So I conserve more energy and I can still get the same amount of, um, a result or maybe even a better result by, by becoming more efficient. So that I, I love tying that like I, they're very analogous. The, the two are, are very much linked for me. Yeah. It's beautiful. So, Mike, this was awesome, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, dude. Keep it All going right, guys. We'll we'll listen back. If you guys have any questions, throw them in the comments and we'll be back next Monday. And, uh, you good, Mike? I'm, par- I'm great. All right. It's fantastic. Peace, everybody. Peace.